What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the TCP Podcast. This is Tyler Clark with TC Performance. Appreciate y'all for tuning back in. It is just me today. Solo episode for you guys. I apologize for no guest, um, but I am coming with some, some solid topics. Got two topics for you guys today. Before I get into that, I do want to talk about two things. One, you, you, y'all know the drill. Make sure to go subscribe to this. Go like it. Go review it. Go tell somebody else about this thing. I'm going to get that out of the way now. Next thing is if you guys follow me on Instagram, TikTok, or wherever you guys follow me at, um, you guys probably know that I am down in Miami and I'm interning with Coleman Ayers at Detail. Um, by any means basketball so just want to talk about that for a quick second and not necessarily about the experience so far but just investing in yourself um you know i'm not getting paid while i'm down here um i had to save up some money in order to pay my bills back home and and be in miami for the whole month of july uh but it's a risk quote unquote and it's something that i decided to do and it's because i wanted to invest in myself um you know, it's obviously an extremely great opportunity for myself to be basically directly under Coleman, as well as the rest of his team with Davis and, and Cam. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar with those guys, uh, Davis is more of the administrative aspect of things over at Detail, and he also does a lot of the marketing for them. He's also a trainer himself. Cam is their content creator, so shout out to those guys. But like I said, directly under Cole and obviously other interns are here as well i'm getting to learn from those guys coleman davis cam i'm i'm even getting to learn from the actual athletes themselves um a lot of different people perspectives philosophies you know it's it's a really really great learning experience for myself and i don't mean to talk about myself in this instance but i want to talk about the fact that you guys should invest in yourself if there's something that you're thinking about doing right now and you're like ah I don't know if I should because I don't know if I have the money to do it. I don't know if I can take the time off of work, whatever. Figure it out. Take that time, even if it's half the time, even if you're going somewhere for for a weekend to learn something, to meet somebody new. Take that time for yourself and invest in yourself because it will pay dividends. It matters and you are your best investment. So I'm going to keep it at that. That's my, my little spiel on investing in yourself at the moment. I do think it's extremely important. And I will always vouch for investing in yourself. Now, for today, for for the topics for today, I, I got two good topics. The first one being training outside and basically training outdoors, getting in a green environment, a natural environment, and how important that is, how beneficial that can be for you guys. Um, I posted about this on Instagram a little while ago with some polls, some questions, just asking if you guys like doing that, if you guys do train outside what your thoughts are, why you do it, so forth. Um, some good answers uh, and, and some good feedback on that. And I was I was happy with the engagement in that. But, you know, I I, I did my own research and I, I brought a study to you guys, a couple of studies, and I want to talk about the importance of training outside. And the first thing I want to talk about is, you know, sometimes we get in this mundane routine of going to the gym and it seems like it's almost a job or it's almost work and, you know, it's a struggle to get out of bed and to get motivated to go basically move some iron, move some weight. And it's like, what what can I do to get out of that slump? And that's the first thing you can do is if you're in an area that it's nice outside and you have a nice and natural environment, you can go see some greenery, some foliage, get outside. If it's warm enough, 
man, get outside and just train outside, even if it's a walk, even if it's a sprinting workout, even if it's some plyos, some skips. Like I said, it can be as simple as walking your dog outside. Just get in an outdoor, natural environment, and I promise it'll help you. Um, the reason for that is whenever you're outside, you get some vitamin D in you. Um, you know, serotonin levels are extremely high, which increases your mood. You get a little dopamine release, which basically just means it's fun. Your endorphins, you know, it's an it's a natural antidepressant. To continue off of that, if you are in a slump, whether it's mentally, physically, you feel like you're in a slump, you're not getting the numbers that you normally get, again, go outside and train outside. And the reason for that is a lot of studies are showing that access to green space has been shown to be important for mental health and is associated with longevity and decreased risk of mental illness. And this has been shown in Japan, Scandinavia, and the Netherlands. And just for reference, Japan, uh, don't quote me on this, but I believe has the highest depression rate in all of the world. If you think about the population in Asia in general, it's it's hard to not think that the depression rate is extremely high. So for this study to be talking about decreasing the risk of mental health within Japan is pretty massive. So it's literally just stepping outside and being around some green foliage could increase your mental health tenfold. Um, another systemic review of studies comparing indoor versus outdoor activity conducted in natural environments suggests that outdoor activity which is conducted in a natural or green environment, causes greater feelings of revitalization and positive engagement. All types of green exercise activities also improve self-esteem and negative mood subscales, such as tension, anger, and depression. So again, sounds like I'm kind of repeating myself, but studies show that being outside in a natural environment decrease things like tension, built-up tension, anger, depression, and that's important. If you're a basketball player, if you're a human being, everybody listening to this is a human being. We all go through through these weird spells where we're just not feeling it mentally. We're built up some tension. We're angry. We're depressed a little bit or feeling sad. And you know, a lot of studies show that just going outside in general can improve that. Now, obviously, this is a sports performance and, and basketball-specific podcast, so... If we're thinking about this in terms of basketball, say you're in a slump right now and confidence is at an all-time low, going to play outside on an outdoor court where there's some grass, there, it's, it's nice, you're in a different environment, it's, again, you're revitalizing yourself, it's, it's positive engagement and you're decreasing the risk of your mental health, so increasing that dopamine, that serotonin it's so important to switch up your environment and to go outside in general. Now, to continue off that, some some interesting information that I saw while researching this topic was r- reduced perceived exertion. So whenever we basically work out outside, we actually reduce how we perceive the workout. So it seems like we're doing less work. It seems less hard whenever we're working out outside. Green exercise may act as a distractive stimulus. So it is likely that promoting attention to an external pleasant and green environment reduces awareness of physiologic sensations and negative emotions, thus minimizing the perception of effort. So this allows for higher workload and increases motivation levels. So again, going back to if you're in a slump, if you're feeling off, whatever it is, if you go outside, 
your RPE or rating of perceived exertion will be reduced. This allows for a higher workload while also increasing your motivation levels. And it kind of works off of each other. So if you're able to work harder because you feel like you're not working as hard, it doesn't feel as hard to you, then your motivation is going to be at an all-time high, which increases your confidence as well. So if you're able to do more sprints, you're able to go harder and you feel like you're not even going that hard because you're outside and the perceived exertion is reduced, you're going to be confident. You're going to be motivated to get back into the weight room, to get back on the court, to get extra shots up, whatever the case may be. So this is a PSA if you are someone out there struggling, you're in a shooting slump, you're just not confident on the court, man, take a day to just go play outside, to go work out outside. If your numbers in the weight room are at an all-time low, again, I'm sounding like I'm repeating myself, but listen, (laughs) there's a reason why I'm repeating myself and I'm trying to give you guys this information. Go outside into nature and work out. Like I said, whether it's sprints, whether it's a body weight exercise, whether you're bringing dumbbells out there, whether you got bands, whether it's going for a walk or a little jog with your dog, like whatever it is, go outside, just switch up your environment because that is the simplest thing you could possibly do to have massive effects and massive benefits for you, especially if you're in a shooting slump or if your confidence is not very high at the moment. Now, to kind of merge this topic into the next topic, because it kind of goes hand in hand, another interesting aspect of working out outside and not necessarily just in nature, but actually switching up the environment in which you play your sport in. So if you play basketball, switching up the environment from always playing indoors to now maybe playing outdoors, whether you get a workout in or you're actually playing five on five, three on three four-on-four, one-on-one outside, just switching up that environment. Um, you know, there's there will also be the input of cognitive factors like prior experience at a given effort and context of the exercise. So is it training or is it competition? Basically what I'm trying to say is your brain references the environment you're accustomed to. So if you're accustomed to being indoors all the time and you switch it up and you go outdoors you have to self-organize and this poses a problem which in turn equals motor learning and self-organization so an environmental constraint in the variables that you normally see are different the constraints at that certain environment say it's a different outdoor court are going to be different than in your regular indoor court the variables are going to be different you're going to have to take into account the wind the actual temperature is it humid is it dry people are sweating more you know what i mean like the the court is going to be different so the environmental constraints are going to be different the variables are going to be different and you have to self-organize in order to properly play basketball the way that you normally do so this again equals motor learning and ultimately makes you a better athlete a better player overall so to continue off of that even more looking at that from an ecological standpoint we adapt to the environment we're in as organisms so being in an entirely new environment gets us out of our comfort zone and makes us adapt which increases our ability to do so as a whole so if you get out of your comfort zone which again if that's an indoor court and you go outdoors you're completely out of your comfort zone if it's a double rim again that's an environmental constraint if it's a double rim and it's super humid outside and it's windy, those are completely different constraints that you're not used to and you're out of your comfort zone because 
It's not what you're accustomed to. That's a problem that you're being posed and now you have to solve it. This is going to make you more robust. It's going to make you more adaptable. It's going to make everything indoors a little bit easier. You're going to have to self-organize and get back into that comfort zone after being out of your comfort zone. So again, this is all very, very positive. This is all good for you as an athlete, as a player. Now, the reason why I was saying this all merges is because I, I mentioned environmental constraints as well as the variables within those constraints within that environment so the next topic that i want to talk about is basically variability within training if you guys follow me on instagram i just put out a post i think three days ago about variability within the weight room and why it's so important and specifically how variability can be used as a tool to decrease our chances of injury so when we look at basically an injury there's two reasons why we get hurt you're doing too much of something or you're doing it wrong. Now, repeated application of load eventually leads to tissue breakdown and injury. So if we think about this in terms of basketball, if you're somebody who's had jumper's knee, think about jumping all the time. You're doing that same exact motion constantly, jumping the same way, with the same load, landing the same way with the same load in the same position with all that load in that same position, you're overloading the tissue. So you're going to eventually break down, get hurt, get jumper's knee, etc. Now, the breakdown will occur only when there's not enough variability in movement to allow for that adaptation. So again, let's go back to jumping and not even necessarily jumping to go dunk a basketball or for a layup or a jump pass, not even really specific to basketball, but just think about jumping off of a box and landing in the same position over and over again. If we landed the same way every time, we would stress the same muscles, tissues, bones, etc. in the same way every single time, allowing for a slight variation in technique used in terms of location, direction, magnitude, frequency of muscle activity involved creates a broader distribution of stressors which reduces likelihood of injury now what that means is don't do the same thing every single time and i don't want you guys to get crazy with the variability i'm not saying to do a 360 off of a jump so you create this variation in your jump patterns and your landing mechanics no i'm saying slight slight variations it can be a slight degree to the left, a slight degree to the right. Your knee might go a little bit further over your toes, this one. You might jump from a lower box. You might jump from different heights of boxes. The magnitude, the location, the direction, the frequency, these are all variables that you can change. I'm not saying you need to have this massive variability within your training sessions. That's not what I'm saying at all. Now, variability is built into us at our core from our heart rate all the way down to our DNA and our cellular makeup. So training in the weight room and on the court should also include some sort of variability. I might get some slack for this, and I did already. Not necessarily slack, but some questioning on my post, basically talking about you know, tissues can adapt to whatever stimulus you give it. And yes, tissues can adapt, but at the same time, you can still do too much of that. That's why there are things like jumper in the knee. That's why you see potentially tendinopathy of the Achilles or, I don't know, tennis elbows, some sort of tissue breakdown. It's because you're doing too much of something. You're not getting enough variability. 
Now, the basketball court, which is our environment, is constantly changing. It's constantly presenting new problems that we as athletes have to solve. No one play, shot, dribble, layup, even our breath will ever be the same. We have to adapt. So introducing some variability helps us become more robust and adaptive problem solvers. Ultimately, everything that we see on the court, even in regular everyday life, is a problem. We're being presented with different problems. Now, having a library and just a massive bank to pull from in order to solve these problems is so paramount. We can't just have one movement solution. We can't just have two movement solutions. No, if we practice multiple, like a different variation of a different movement pattern, I'm not, again, I'm not saying overdo it. I'm just saying in an accessory or part of your warm up or whatever the case may be, wherever you can fill it in in your training sessions on the court, in the weight room, just add some sort of variation. So you become more robust. So you become more adaptive and your body is accustomed to figuring out on the fly, okay, a new problem, I can solve it. I'm being presented with new things in my ever-changing environment like basketball. The basketball court is very chaotic. I feel like sometimes we neglect the fact that basketball, the actual sport is extremely chaotic. The sport is very chaotic. We We can't ever predispose what's going on. So if we're not prepared for that, we're not able to adapt to any given situation, one, we're not going to be a good player. We're not going to play at a very high level. But two, we're not going to be prepared physically or mentally. So we could get hurt. And that's the last thing we want. If we get hurt because we're not prepared for the problems that are being presented to us, we're not even going to be able to be on the court. To continue off of that, variability is protective. Studies show that there's actually a difference in knee angles when changing direction on our own versus when we're reacting to a stimulus. So variability through reaction slash live play can quite literally help us stay healthier. And I'm going to leave it at that. If you guys have more questions about variability, what exactly it is, how to you know integrate it and introduce it to your athletes, to yourself. I'm more than happy to talk to you guys about it. I'm reading a book right now called How We Learn to Move by uh, Rob Gray and phenomenal book to learn about constraints, to learn about variability and and practice. Um, He has an entire chapter actually on variability and how we can use it in order to decrease the chances of injury in sport. Um, Again, that was How We Learn to Move by Rob Gray phenomenal phenomenal book if you're a player development coach if you're a strength coach even if you're an athlete and you like this kind of stuff would absolutely recommend it again if you guys have any questions for me please do not hesitate to ask i i love talking to you guys about this stuff a a couple of you guys do reach out to me on instagram and i appreciate it a lot like i i enjoy conversing with you guys um having some some constructive conversation with you guys and also just educating you guys you guys can educate me as well you know i i love that you guys comment on my stuff try things out and ultimately today's episode again was talking about how changing up your environment and going outside into a natural environment can help a lot it's very beneficial to you as a human being as a player as an athlete can be very beneficial it can increase your motivation levels can help your mental health 
so many more things and variability can help us decrease the chances of injury. I will never say that it will prevent injury, but I do think that it will create more robustness for you as an athlete. It will help you become a better problem solver. It will help you become more adaptable. And these are all essential for sport, let alone basketball, just any sport in general. So hope you guys took something away from this. Um, if you guys like this format, again, reach out to me. Let me know two topics in you know, one episode. I, I don't think I've done that before yet from a solo perspective at least. Um, so kind of switching it up, trying new things. I will have a guest on next week. So stay tuned. As usual, guys, I, I appreciate you guys greatly for tuning in. You guys are the reason why I keep doing this thing. So thank you so much for listening. Peace. Hey, baby, my